Adjust my levels here. <laughs> okay, great. Well, that worked out nicely too because I had to kind of wake up from <laughs> a little bit of a hangover before going to the gym this morning. So. I, I am a little bit hungover also. <laughs> uh, I was at a wedding yesterday. Nice. Um, it was a very nice time. I drank a lot of gin, uh, ate some cake. Brought literally every single bouquet of flowers that they had back to my house to, <laughs> to store in the garage until they can come pick it up. And I only got home about an hour ago. Yeah, so it was a good time. Nice. Um, it was a nice way to round off a week where I was just absolutely sick as a dog. Just the most miserable human being you've ever seen. Not COVID? <laughs> Not COVID, no. It's some really gnarly head cold. Like, I couldn't talk. I couldn't, like, breathe through my nose. Ugh, those are the worst. Ugh, it was just, it was terrible. And I kept waking up with different symptoms. So it was like, the first day I had just a really rough throat. And then the next day, I had a really rough throat and a cough. And then the next day, I was just so sinusy. And it was like, ugh, make up your mind. But I took, like, three home tests and one regular PCR test and not COVID. So I don't know what it was. Yeah, those colds where it's like just existing is obnoxious. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, it was, it was a bad time. <laughs> Yesterday, Matt and I went to a beer fest and it mm -hmm. was the worst beer fest I have ever experienced in my life. I don't understand how a beer fest can be bad. Well, first of all, we, so it started at two. We got there at 2.15 and then we waited in line until 3.30. What? Yeah. They had one person checking people in. They sold too many tickets. So <sighs> once we got in, it was on the Broadway Pier in San Diego. So the front of the pier was food, which mm -hmm. was fine. That was plenty of space there. Then there was like the hangar where there was beer, but it was very cramped. The like lines were ridiculous. So it was like basically just get beer on one side and then just turn around and you're in another line. <laughs> like... Take oh, one Jesus. step to the side. Uh, it was like super echoey in there. They couldn't open any of the windows because it was super windy since it's on the pier. And then outside they had a band and wrestling, which was cool, but you couldn't enjoy it because you had to be in the echoey hangar if you wanted to get your four ounces of beer. So Ugh. they did go a little bit later because the line was so insane. But we just like went home and like I, we were planning on maybe Ubering we'd had too much to drink but the lines were so crazy i just drove home like i didn't <laughs> i didn't feel drunk at all and uh we went to the liquor store on the way home so that's how bad it was and then and that's when i got drunk <laughs> so yeah it was really it's a sad bad state of affairs when you can't get drunk at a beer fest right like it was unlimited beer tasting which is great but like that like it was just so crowded in there but if you can't actually get the beer, yeah, like it's fine to say something is unlimited when you can't actually receive it. 
Yeah, and I've been to beer fest where the lines are crazy before, but it's like usually outside. So basically, yes. you just like get your beer, you go stand in the other line because it's like, what else are you gonna do? You just sip your beer leisurely while you're in line, and then you finish it by the time you get to the front. Right, and it's fine, and you're outside, and it's nice and parky, and you just get to chill and go to other booths if you want. And yeah, you couldn't even enjoy hanging out because it was just so loud in there and echoey. It was really bad. Ugh. So, <laughs> wasted $100, Ugh. basically. $100? 50 each after Damn, fees. So, and then you had to pay for food. So I paid 22 bucks for like four tacos. Ridiculous. What? Yeah. Holy shit. And like when we got there, there was actually a f- another food kind of fest set up where they had a bunch of food trucks at a little park across the street. And we went in there and we were like, oh, okay, this is not this, but maybe we could check it out after. But then by the time we left, they were gone. So we didn't get to mm. enjoy those ones. Um, and we considered like going to a brewery on the way back to the trolley station. But we're like, let's just go home and sit down and watch the matrix so we did that and got that's drunk. a good time that's a good time <sighs> so yeah that's obnoxious but i did also realize we've got like 10 events this year that are probably going to be better than that so that's good yeah that'll be nice something to look forward to yeah well hello and welcome to are you serious a journey through bad reddit relationships i am morgan i'm esme and this is episode 96 yes Okay. <laughs> you are indeed correct. Hooray. Um, so I got a fresh one here and also just coming right out the gate with another one where I disagreed with the uh, verdict, although okay. it's so new, she hasn't actually been labeled yet. So, okay. Am I the asshole for not helping my interviewer clean the coffee he spilled? <laughs> okay. I'm a 26-year-old female looking for a job <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> Cool. You can see where the problem is going to come in. Yeah. After looking for months, I finally had a potential job opportunity and went to the company for an interview. I walked into the interviewer's office. There was already a guy sitting there. I took a seat across from him and my interviewer started talking to me. From what I gather, the guy across from me was a potential employee as well. My interviewer had a cup of coffee on his desk. He accidentally knocked it over with his elbow and coffee spilled on the desk. He got up from his seat, freaking out, then asked if I could grab some tissues and help clean up the mess. I looked and saw that the guy across from me had access to tissues, yet I was the one asked to grab them. (laughs) I remained seated and my interviewer looked at me confused. He nodded at me. Are you going to help me here? And I asked, why me? Why not this gentleman over here? Or is it because I'm a woman? The guy across from me covered his mouth and looked away and my interviewer stared at me rudely, reached over, grabbed a few tissues and cleaned up the surface. Oh, good. So he was capable of doing it himself. So he could do it by himself. (laughs) Things got awkward with both guys clearing their throats and looking at me funny. I felt horrible. The interview failed and I lost my job opportunity after my interviewer sent their response and attached a small note about me having this type of attitude (laughs) and complained it's not something they want in their company. My boyfriend was like, WTF, of course you should have helped that man out. It's called basic human decency, especially since you were asked to help. I pointed out how the interviewer asked me and not the guy across from me, and he told me to get off my high horse and stop thinking that people are plotting to ruin my life just because I'm a woman. (laughs) He said that I did a horrible job and cost us an opportunity. Am I the asshole? Did I really fuck this up? Oh my god. I mean, those are two questions, right? Am I the asshole and did I fuck this up? And the answer is no, yes. Yeah. (laughs) You're not the asshole, but you did fuck up a job opportunity. Yeah. Like, uh, interview etiquette is weird. It's very strange. And the way that people treat you and the way you are expected to behave when you are applying for a job 
is just so counterintuitive to what being in a job is actually like. Because in an interview, what they want you to do is go, yes, 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 please give me money. I will be a good slave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was and... that that tweet recently that's like, yes, I would like to role play as someone who has their shit together for 40 hours a week and you can pay me? <laughs> like... Right. So, so in terms of interview etiquette, yeah, she fucked up. But that doesn't make her an asshole for pointing out the obvious, which is dude over there is right next to the tissues. Ask him. Yeah, so... I clearly got in an argument on Reddit with some dumbasses. So she got labeled, you're the asshole. Like, I scrolled so far down to find the not the asshole. People are like, oh, you just accused people of sexism now. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then basically someone was arguing with me. Oh, do you remember where everything is in a crisis? I'm like, I know where it is. It's not a a crisis. It's a fucking cup of coffee. He's not defusing a bomb. (laughs) Like, what? If I was in my office or my classroom or whatever, I would be like, like, and I spilled my coffee, then I would be like, I would get the tissues myself. I would never, ever ask somebody to clean up what I did unless it was like, oh, hang on, we need to do this as quickly as possible because there's like electronics that are in danger right now. And so we like, we just need to clear stuff. So I'd ask the other person to clear things out of the way while I clean it up. Right? I'm never going to ask somebody else to help me clean up my mess that I just made unless I'm somehow incapable of doing it or speed is important. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird thing to ask somebody that you don't know to do. It's just very strange and the comments are just so bad. It might it, it could have been a test. Yeah, because I can't imagine spilling that and then asking somebody yeah. to clean it up. Like it's very strange to me. And I and that's a common thing in the comments too. Like people were thinking that she was being tested, and it's like yeah, because people can't fathom that you would ask somebody to do that. I think, and it's like, oh, you failed the test, and you're an asshole, and why were you not helping him when coffee was dumped all over the desk? And it's like, yeah, maybe like the other guy who was next to the tissues should have helped. Like, yeah, should have lifted a finger instead of just watching the whole thing from the other side of the room. Like, that's an asshole move. Yeah, like, like everybody's giving her shit for not jumping up and helping, but it's like, oh, the interviewer didn't job, jump up and up help either. Yeah, like, it's just very strange. Yeah, so, just, she's gonna get labeled the asshole, because it's like, asshole all the way down, pretty much. And it's like, why? I mean, and... Someone said a better response would have been to look at the guy closer to the tissues and say, can you pass those over, then hand them to the interview? Yeah, that probably would have been... Interviewer. But yeah. Smart. That would have been the thing I would have done to be like, here you go, now clean up your own shit. Like, <laughs> uh, But she did mess up by calling him out on it, but also she probably did dodge a bullet. If if this was a test, she 100% dodged a bullet. Oh, yeah. It's not a yeah, test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a sexist asshole, and she dodged yes. a bullet, right? Yes. And there's a lot of like, I'm a woman and I'm a feminist and in the comments. Ugh, it's ugh, like, ugh. Ugh. okay, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> Jesus. What, it, I don't understand why somebody calling out something that they perceive to be sexist is ultimately seen as an asshole thing to do. Like, if, if you feel singled out on the basis of your gender, then you should be allowed to say something about it without people thinking that you're being a dick. Yeah, like, the guy clearly got a f- defensive about it and that's never a good look yeah it's very strange what an odd situation i'm trying to think about what i would do in that situation i don't i don't know what i would do i think i would just be so like because normally when somebody asks me to do something i just go yeah sure like i would i, I just do it um 
it wouldn't have crossed my mind. I probably. feel like uh, if this was my interview and I hadn't seen the, like, I probably would have asked the guy to pass the tissues and then help started helping. Uh, but maybe looked out for some red flags after that. I, th- I, th- I think I probably would be so stressed that I was in the interview. Yeah. That I, I wouldn't be thinking w- about it. It would not cross my mind until I left probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then by that time it's like, oh, okay, well, that was weird. And then just move on. Yeah, but I probably wouldn't have said that if this was like my first interview in months. Um, yes. And been like, well, we'll see uh, how this goes. But also like good for her for just being like, my default yeah. is to stand up for myself. <laughs> yes. I'm not I'm not 100% happy with the boyfriend. Right? Seriously. Like messed up an opportunity for us. No, my guy, you're supposed to be working too. To, yeah, well, I don't know. Yourself. Maybe I mean you can't support anybody on one salary anymore. Yeah, but, yeah. The whole plotting. Stop thinking people are plotting to ruin my life. Like, uh, that's not what she said at all. No. Yeah. Weird. S- odd. Not situation. the asshole. No. <laughs> that's my official declaration. Kind of dumb, but yeah, not, not the asshole. Yeah. Um, but if this was like one of many interviews, I wouldn't give a shit, you know, like just yeah. t- say what you want. Um, okay. Here's another, do we need to name the teachers, <laughs> teacher relevant segment? Uh, probably. I don't know what we call it. <laughs> School's in. <laughs> yeah. No, something, something less peanuts. Um, okay. So OP's daughter is in fifth grade, which means she is 11-ish. Okay. Am I the asshole for refusing to tell the school why my daughter was absent? Okay. My daughter's in the fifth grade. Thursday night, she got her first period and it freaked her out. She was sad she was getting older. She was up all night, likely dealing with a lot of unfamiliar hormones. We ended up taking the next day off for a mental health day. I called the school and said we'd had a personal matter and she wouldn't be in. She has a male teacher who she doesn't really get on with, so suffice it to say she wanted to keep this private. The next day, her teacher stopped me after I dropped her off and kind of cornered me outside the building, blocking my path from leaving, which already grated on my nerves. He asked where my daughter had been on the day prior. I said we'd had a personal matter at home and it was resolved now. Thanked him for his concern and said I really must be off to work now. He then said I had to tell him, kind of what? leaning over me and dropping his voice an octave as though he were trying to lord over one of the kids. Wasn't a fan of that either. I told him I didn't have to do anything and if he continued to speak to me this way, I might have to have a chat with administrators. He said if I didn't tell him, then it would be an unexcused absence. You need something like five of those for it to matter and this would be my daughter's first so i shrugged my shoulders not to mention i could get it expunged at a higher level finally i said again i couldn't really be late to work and i pushed past and left he called after me that he couldn't be expected to do his job if i left him out of the loop on things like keeping my child out of school i told him he'd have to manage (laughs) when i got into the car i vented all this to my husband who felt maybe i'd been a bit too harsh and that the teacher was coming from a place of genuine concern for my daughter (laughs) yeah fucking right i now feel a bit badly as though maybe i jumped to conclusions stonewalling him the way i did am i the asshole no what a, this is more weird behavior right it's none of your fucking business why somebody's not at school it's very like and you've probably met these teachers too that are mm-hmm. the ones who are used to power tripping over the kids. Yes. So when an adult doesn't let them do that, then they get real mean about it. And that is exactly it. And 
you know, he's used to dealing with fifth graders. And there is something that happens to your brain when you have to be in a room with a bunch of fifth graders or whatever. Like it's an us versus them kind of thing. But you have to keep that from letting you turn into an asshole. Right. Because you're not the fucking mayor of your classroom. Yeah. I don't like the physicality here. Yeah, that's very concerning. That, there's no wonder the kid doesn't like the teacher. Right? If this is how he behaves, god damn. Um, yeah, and so she does clarify that in a comment because someone is like, you should talk to your daughter about why she doesn't like him, if you haven't already, because it's covered in red flags. And she's like, we've discussed it, and it's definitely part of a troubling pattern. When he's been upset with children in the past, he's tipped over their desks. What? Like, I hope you reported that. In my daughter's case, he's taken all kinds of very specific and strange issues with her and a handful of other girls in the class. Doesn't like the kind of book she's reading. Doesn't like the kind of art on her notebook cover. Just weird, trivial stuff. He's escalated into being a big deal. Recently, we had to have a parent-teacher conference because she stood her ground about an answer she offered in class being correct, even after he said it was not, and he sent her out of the room. He later admitted her answer had been correct, but insisted she shouldn't have challenged him on it because he's the teacher. Oh, go fuck yourself. Fuck off. If it wasn't so close to the end of the year, we'd probably switch classes at this point. Another family have had even more serious issues and the parents are on the school board. So I'm hoping that sets some procedures in motion. It doesn't hurt to also complain. Yeah, you should report too. Yeah. Fucking hell. This guy is... Like, exerting your control over a bunch of fifth graders is just garbage behavior. Incredibly garbage behavior. But like flipping the desks that's yeah that's firing like he should be put on administrative leave until the end of the year there's no way he should be allowed to be in a room with a a bunch of 11 year olds no absolutely not especially since it seems to be a girl issue like who knows what else like because fifth graders will understand the big things like flipping a desk is bad but there's Mm -hmm. other more insidious like microaggressions that they're probably internalizing that they don't necessarily understand yet so it's gonna do untold damage his presence in the classroom like he needs to go god it must be a terrifying place to be on a daily basis i used to have a really volatile teacher when i was about 12 13 and he'd be sitting and chatting with you one minute and then the next minute he's screaming at the top of his lungs because he doesn't want you to talk anymore and it was just it was like walking on eggshells every single day because you didn't know what kind of mood he was going to be in and he could flip the switch instantly. Mm, Yeah. And something that was okay yesterday suddenly isn't okay today. Or the thing that you were doing correct this morning is not okay now. Yeah. And he... um, I I had a run-in with him because we we had this weird system at school where um, on the first day back from school, from, from break, we would have a different... Um, schedule. Well, that year we were allowed to leave the school building for lunch and then go back. We had forgotten about the change of schedule. We were almost 15 at the time. So we ran back to school and made it to class and we explained we just forgot and we were really sorry we weren't bunking or anything. We came back. He then proceeded to give all of us lunchtime detention. Um, These six kids who have never been in trouble before in their lives. Yeah. Like, their very first strike all of a sudden is detention. And um, my parents were really pissed off about it. They were like, look, they're 15. It's it's an easy mistake to make. And they owned up to it. 
And it's not like they're always in trouble and always trying to skip school. And this teacher had a screaming match with my dad saying that it's not your place to tell me what I'm supposed to do when I'm disciplining children in this school, blah, 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 blah. My dad was like, okay, well then she's just not going to come to school while this detention is is still valid because it's a stupid reason to give a kid who's straight A student a detention when she's never been in trouble before. So we had an assembly and this teacher called me out in front of the whole school. He didn't mention me by name, but he said, if you think that you can have your daddy come in and tell me that I'm a bad person so that you can get off a detention, that's not going to fly. Wow. And he stopped me on the way out of the assembly hall and he was like, I want you to know it's a matter of principle, but you're not going to do that detention now. (laughs) Because he got his revenge, right? You got your punishment, which is being called out in front of the whole school. Like, it's not about... It wasn't about teaching me don't be late. Yeah. It was about teaching me He's in charge. I'm in charge yeah. here and you you have to have your ritual humiliation because I said so. Right. It's it's the punishment mindset that if you get away with something without being punished for it then that means that the universe is out of balance and he needs to correct it personally. It's like calm the fuck down. Yeah. Yeah, he had he he had real power trip issues. Uh, it turned out he was drinking at work. <gasps> well, <laughs> so there was a bottle of there was a bottle of whiskey in his uh, in his desk drawer. That's that unsurprising. Been, the amount of times I've heard of that happening and being a thing is too damn high. <laughs> yeah, and and so that's why I'm concerned about this particular teacher because it is very similar behavior mm-hmm. to that guy, and it's. Interesting because a lot of people who are like this in the classroom will at least be deferential to another adult a little bit, like at least have some sort of boundaries. But the fact that he didn't even have that and was like physically threatening her, that shows that he has lost touch with all kinds of reality and needs to be investigated. Over absolutely nothing. It's absolutely none of his business, his students' medical concerns. Right? Kids are absent. That happens. Calm down. Like, <laughs> just say, well, I'm glad you're back. And that's that's it. That's all you have to say about it. You don't need to... I always say that to my kids when if they've been on for an afternoon or, or two weeks. So, oh, it's good to see you back. I'm happy you're back. Yeah. That's, that's all you have to say is if they want to share with you, they'll share with you. But you don't have to be standing over their parent in the schoolyard demanding that they share <laughs> personal information about their 11-year-old child. Yeah, like, I get um, a lot of kids going on vacation, for uh, like, during finals week and shit, and I fucking hate that. Yeah, that's that. annoying. But I don't say anything to the kid. It's not the kid's fault. Yeah, it's their parents. And I don't say anything to the parents either, because it's not worth it. It's a, a losing battle I'm gonna have to fight every single year. And at the end of the day, it doesn't affect anybody if this kid doesn't take this multiple choice English exam, which should right. even be a thing. Like, I already gave my final, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, just, it must be exhausting to be this kind of person who just takes all this stuff so seriously all the time. I can't do my job if you don't tell me why your kid wasn't at school. All right. Fine. Literally, the only way you could do that is be like, hey, you know, I just wanted to see, is there anything I should be concerned about or be aware of? No? Okay, great. Like, yeah, that's it. You could ask. And say, hey, I, hey, I'm just making sure, like, 
you know, should I be concerned or anything like that? But one day out for a personal matter is not a big deal. This would be more like if there's a behavior change or anything like that, then you could be concerned. A kid right. taking a mental health day should be normalized. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just bleh. garbage, garbage, garbage. Yeah. And throw him in the sea. It's wild when I think about the difference between like when I was in elementary school, you could get a detention for not doing a single homework assignment. You would be what? stuck in. Yeah. Like if you didn't turn in one homework assignment, you would automatically get a detention. And I'm like, if you did that now, you would have... 500 children in detention every single oh, yeah. day from one grade level, like two thirds of them. Oh, yeah. Or just the plagiarism rampant. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> so terrible. I, 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 you, you tell them so many times. Like, I always say to my kids, do not take answers off Google. I know how to Google. I can reverse Google your stuff. Like, if it looks like it wasn't written by an eighth grader, chances <laughs> are it was not written by an eighth grader and I can find out. Yeah. And they still do it. Literally the only way to get better at writing is to do it. So just do it, even if it's not great. I'll let you revise it. I, I, I gave a uh, literary analysis essay on Friday, and uh, I basically had to be like, write something down, summarize the text. I don't just write anything based on what you've learned this year, this whole year, in the five essays that we've written so far. Just put something on a piece of paper and turn it in. And still only half of them did, so I'm going to have it's, to do some reteaching. I set my whole classroom up this year so that everything was pre prepared for state testing, right? So mm -hmm. I've been working on their writing stamina all year with these specific kind of daily writing exercises. And I was saying to them last week, I was like, oh, if you've been doing your digital journals every day like you were supposed to, you should have written 24 essays this year. So you should know what you're doing for this. This isn't, yeah. this isn't difficult. And some of the faces <laughs> when they realized that they had played themselves, <laughs> it was like, oh God, I have literally no idea how to write this. It's like, well, I'm not teaching it now. You've been doing it all yeah. year. Like, and hopefully they take that into high school. Like, fingers hopefully. crossed. Maybe hopefully. a few of them will. <laughs> oh, I didn't do any writing last year, which was stupid because then I had absolutely no idea how to do my state test. Like, okay, well. Sucks to be you. Yeah, and the look on their faces that they get when my co-teacher tells the ninth graders that they have to pass this class to graduate is just like stunned disbelief because they're like, oh, I can't just fail everything until I'm 18. Weird. Like, <laughs> this is the first time they've ever been told, oh, I have to write an essay. And to pass my class, you have to write three essays a semester, which is not a lot. No, that's nothing. But it is, you know, they write pieces of essays up until then or practice essays, but like the three that count, literally you could just do that and I'll pass them with a C minus. Because if they can write an essay, they can understand what we're trying to do here. So yeah, it's uh, frustrating when they don't understand that they're just hurting their future self. It's like my literal job is to help you, my guy. Can you just be a part of that? Can you participate in that? That would be great. <laughs> I, I really just need you to listen to the words that come out of my mouth and then do the thing I ask you to do. And it's not the hardest thing. And then everybody's happy. You're yeah. happy. I'm happy. Your parents are happy. Your teachers are happy. Administration's happy. Everything is great and lovely. And there's roses everywhere. Um, <laughs> this next one. Uh, OP is 29. Okay. And, no, sorry. OP is 33. His mm -hmm. wife is 29. Which okay. 
Good. Wife really wants to pursue a music career. I think she's kind of in denial. Okay. <laughs> um, and this one got uh, removed. I think relationships is just removing things. And that's kind of part of the reason why we haven't had so many relationship advice or relationships posts lately. Because it's just... Everything's very, gone immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did get a screenshot on my phone, which is where I'm reading from. We've been together for four years and married for one and a half. So my wife is kind of a flower child. She's very, very artistically driven and loves painting and writing poetry and playing guitar and singing. But her favorite thing by far is her music. Her biggest heroes in life are Janis Joplin, David Bowie, and Stevie Nicks, etc. Hmm. Stevie Nicks. <laughs> very. That's, that's a big, big list to follow. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Okay. And I love her art. There's nothing in the world I love more than when she wants to share a poem she wrote with me or ask me if I want to come home, if I want to come listen to her play her guitar or sing. I love her voice and I love her music. It is probably worth noting one of the reasons she told me she fell in love with me is because I loved her singing and she hasn't been with someone who made her feel confident enough to sing in front of them before. That is relevant to the current dilemma. For, our most, for most of our relationship, she was working as a preschool teacher but after COVID cost her that job, she asked me if I would be okay supporting us for a while so she could go back to school and get licensed to teach elementary school. I was happy to do that. She has been doing great and should be getting her license next year. She's done great and I'm very proud of her. But she has some more free time day to day now and she has been writing songs and singing more often. A couple months ago, she randomly told me she was thinking about focusing on her music instead of immediately pursuing a job and teaching again. Mm. <laughs> So, and I'm trying to be really careful with how I word this. I love her singing. She has some friends who love her singing, but I don't think she has the right kind of voice that is going to get people she doesn't know to pay money to hear her sing. Okay. That's very diplomatic. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's trying really he's hard. trying very, very hard. I asked her if she had thought that through, and she said she has some friends in the local music store that she likes who would be able to get her in contact with some, I don't know, record label, I guess? I don't know how the music industry works. She asked if I thought she was good enough, a good enough singer to hit it off. Maybe I made a mistake here, but I couldn't bring myself to say no, so I told her yes, but also made her promise to at least finish getting her license first. She told me she would because she thinks it would be mo a good job once she retires from singing. That's okay. not how teaching credentials mm. work, but okay. Yeah. I was mostly just happy she was still getting that. So now she's really leaning hard into trying this music career. She has spent a couple thousand dollars on a new guitar, plus some no. recording equipment at that music store in the last couple of months. I don't mind buying things for her to support something she loves, but I feel like she's dropping a ton of money on something that, frankly, has no chance of success. She's being scammed by the record company. The record store. Perhaps, yeah. There is no doubt about it. That's very, uh, like... Oh my god, I love your music. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can get you in touch with some people. Come spend money at our store. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I've tried to initiate a conversation with her half a dozen times now to tell her that maybe she shouldn't be putting so much emotional stock in this in this music career. But every time she looks just so damn happy talking about singing in front of people. Last time I tried to, she gave me a big hug and thanked me for supporting her in it. And I was just thinking, God damn it, I can't be the one to do this. Oh god. I'm friends with a guy who owns a little bar that has live music, and I wound up suggesting maybe she should play for him and see if she can get started up on stage at his place. She was over the moon at the offer, but honestly, I think I was just hoping my buddy would do the dirty work of telling her that maybe the stage isn't her calling in life, so I wouldn't have to. I got him to give her a shot, and he did his best to politely tell her something like this wasn't really what they were looking for. I was hoping that might get through to her, but she seems to have just doubled down and insists that every artist eventually 
Every artist gets rejected at first, and she knows she'll hit it off eventually. And then she thanked me again for believing in her. So anyway, she's still recording her songs and now talking about investing in more equipment. She's the happiest I ever see her when she's chasing this music, uh, when she's chasing this music career. She insists that once she finishes her license and can pursue it full time, she knows she'll be able to find her audience. I want her to be happy with her life, but maybe a little put out now that I'm going to be supporting us both for the foreseeable future, especially with purchasing music equipment. So what should I do here? She's investing a lot of money we can't really afford on a dream I just don't think is going to work out. She's putting a lot of emotional stock in getting to be a professional singer, and I think she's setting herself up for heartbreak. Should I just bite the bullet and be the one to break her heart on this? Yeah, you just Is that a kindness at this point? Yeah. Should I keep investing money in this venture and wait for the crash? No. You gotta tell her. Yeah. You can't. Sweet Jesus. And and this... This is the thing. It doesn't really matter that she isn't great because people who are great don't succeed in music. I have a whole folder full of CDs of from bands that I saw who broke up after one album because they weren't making any money. Yeah. And they were great. They they their voices were good, the musicians were on point, they were really good showmen, but it's just it just wasn't commercially viable. And yeah. the sheer amount of people who are trying to do this and the sheer amount of talented people who don't get that shot, it's like she's she's pissing in an ocean. Yeah. Yeah, and and you could be like here's the thing I don't necessarily think you should, I don't think you should stop singing. Keep singing. Maybe try some, like, start it off slow. Like, if you're a comedian, you go to open mics, right? Like, if you're a musician, go to open mics. She doesn't seem to understand that part of it. Like, people don't just become commercially successful overnight. It seems that way to us. But if you think about someone, I'm going to use Ed Sheeran as an example, even though fucking he steals other people's music and somehow gets away with it. Um, (laughs) But he puts work into stealing their music. Yeah. (laughs) And he he was busking on the streets for eight years. Like he's it, it looked to us like he became commercially successful overnight, but he spent years and years and years building that base and learning from that experience. Is she prepared? to spend 10 years doing open mics and small venues and like that's a lot and i think like my when i first read this i was like become a music teacher for an elementary school yes and then on the side you can go to open mics maybe start a youtube channel or a tiktok account i don't know i don't know what do you call it i don't know i'm Um, too old for tiktok you know see if you can find some local venues finish your album and self-publish it like right you can do so many things that aren't just put this put all your eggs in this basket you right. know and if it's gonna be a long time so you're gonna wanna like an elementary music teacher does not work full-time i don't think no at least it depends on where you are but like we had basically mrs Durlam was our music teacher for all of elementary school and she would just come in to each class once a week or once every couple of weeks do some songs with us teach us that song about rocks i've mentioned like three times on this (laughs) podcast and (laughs) that's the only one i remember besides like i think that's she wrote that song so like she wrote some of these songs oh yeah we said we used to sing songs that our head teacher written 
Yeah. And it's not like exactly what you expect. Obviously, it's going to be fully different than if you're some like indie, you know, musician, but it's fulfilling and yeah. it's a way to do your do your thing and still make money at least a little bit. Right? So, and I I don't know what the requirements are for for like her cuz she was just kind of like a guest to come in. I don't know if she had to have a credential or anything, but very like um she had big Robin Williams energy. <laughs> she was very cool. And her son was uh, in my class and his name was Robin. So maybe she <laughs> took a lot of inspiration. But yeah, like that's something you could do part time and focus on the music career the rest of the time. But I don't necessarily even think that he has to tell her that he doesn't think she'll be commercially successful just to take it slow and like maybe come up with a plan where, you know, she can do what she loves, but also like he doesn't have to have the pressure I of think, supporting them. I think they need to sit down and lay out exactly what her goal is. Yeah. And how she is going to achieve that. Because it can't make her happy. It yeah. can't just be these people at this music store know a record label and that's what I'm gonna do. Because that's that's a dead end avenue. I yeah. still I still am a hundred percent convinced that this music store is, is scamming her though. Yeah. He needs to get her away from them and maybe talk to the guy who owns the bar. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to this is a long post. I'm trying to find where he said when he was talking about that. Um Maybe uh, maybe the music guy did. Okay, he did reject her, but it was yeah. like, yeah. She's like, every musician gets rejected at first. And it's like, yeah, but how much rejection do you think? You can take. Yeah, you can take. And also, like, it's kind of shitty to put everything on husband mm-hmm. when, yeah, when, like, at least contribute a little bit. <laughs> when, you don't, when you don't have a clear pathway to what you want, it is very shitty of you. To just say, well, I'm just going to keep trying and eventually it will happen, but you need to support me until then. Yeah, they need a timeline. That's that's not cool of her. That would be like if I moved to America, sat down with my husband and said, okay, well, now I'm going to become a best-selling author and you just need to... You just need to live with that until it happens. Yeah. It's it's the same the same energy. It would be like if we quit our jobs to be successful podcasters and... <laughs> Look, we're not making any money. Look, don't rub salt in a wound that's already salted. Um, she is blinded currently by the aspiration and cannot see that she is doing something that is potentially gonna damage her whole life. Yeah, apparently you just need a state teaching license, and I mean, in elementary school, it's general. Yeah, so like you can t- obviously teach any subject because they only have one one uh, teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it might be difficult to get that job, but also it would at least be working towards something. <laughs> Although teachers are leaving the profession in yeah. droves right now. So there, there are, like you said, there are so many different things that she could be doing to get her music out there to build that fan base and maybe make a little bit of money. But she's not interested in doing that. She wants to become successful. Yeah. That's the only idea in her head. She's like, I want to be like David Bowie. It's like, well, okay, doesn't everybody? David yeah, Bowie right? was rad. Um, but that kind of person comes along once in a blue moon. Yeah. Even if she is super, and he doesn't have to say, you know, I don't think you have what it takes. Do not tell her that. No, do not. Just say it's really, it's like winning the lottery. Like the likelihood of it being like uh you being a superstar is extremely low but we can do some things like getting you some small gigs and you know here's what we can do 
what would make you happy with you know and we need a long-term plan yes uh yeah something like (laughs) only seven percent of authors who are published make a living off it wow so and that's authors who are published authors who are published and the people who are making a living off it are like dan brown like james patterson it's it's the people who they saturate the market yeah with their brand recognition yes Hey, at least uh, Patterson is employing other authors to write his books, so he's giving authors jobs. <laughs> and then taking all the fucking credit. I, fucking I know. Hate I hate James him Patterson. so much. Fucking hell. He's Every single time writer. I see one of his books on a shelf, I want to spit on it. I'm so mad. <laughs> fucking hate James Patterson. James Patterson's what, what's wrong with the publishing industry, but that's a whole different thing that we're going to talk about. <laughs> I'll find a relevant story for next week. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so hopefully, I feel like they need to set out a plan, and then reality is gonna bite her in the ass sooner or later, and as long as she has something to fall back on and is contributing a little bit, it'll be fine, and he doesn't yeah. have to be the one to crush her dreams. <laughs> yeah, but she needs to know at some point that this is not gonna fly. Yeah. So, good luck, dude. Right. <laughs> You're gonna need it. Okay, so, um, this next one's kind of a dead donkey, because it's a person who gets his comeuppance yay um op is 45 her ex-husband is 47 they have two kids who are five and 12 okay am i the asshole for exposing my ex to his mother about our kids (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) uh i am currently divorced from my ex thomas of 30 years we ended up seeing a lawyer to help with dividing stuff everything was pretty much wrapped up until he said he no longer wanted any part of our kids lives Wow. I didn't argue with him about it since I already know what it's like having a parent who doesn't want you around or want to be in your life. I asked what he wanted me to tell the kids and he just said, whatever you think is best, I don't care. I don't want a parent anymore. Everything was in agreement and signed with no fuss. I hope you got child support. Yes. A few weeks later, I get a call from my ex-mother-in-law asking if we could meet each other. When I came over, she broke down crying and begging to let my ex see his kids again. I was confused about what she meant because not once did he contact me after meeting with the lawyer. She went on about how my ex said he really missed them and I was just being a petty bitch for taking full custody. (gasps) Also that he was crying for days about it. I told her my version of events and she called it BS saying her son wouldn't lie like that, especially not about his kids. Oh my God. (laughs) And then I decided to call him in front of her. (laughs) Jesus, this is the best. He did not know she and I were meeting that day. I said, hey, five-year-old has a soccer game in a few days, which he did. And I was wondering if you wanted to go. I know he'd really love it and be happy to see you. He instantly said, no, I already said I'm not doing this anymore. I raised my voice a bit saying, well, what about the holidays and birthdays? Because we never discussed any of it and your family might want to see them. And he just said, my family already thinks the kids aren't mine anyway. So what, what does it matter? Whoa. And I asked, well, how do you think this is going to affect Denise, his mother-in-law? or her mother-in-law. She's over the moon about them. And he just said, she loves me more than the kids, so I doubt this will be an issue for her. Whoa. <laughs> just tying the noose to hang himself. <sighs> Very... <laughs> what the fuck? After... Who is this man? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, definitely a person who never wants anybody to be mad at him and wants wow. to have everything. Victim, victim, yeah. victim. After a, bit, after a bit more talking, we finally hung up. Ex-mother-in-law was straight-faced and nodded at everything that happened, just saying, mm, okay. She asked me to leave and said we would be in touch. I really like this response from the mother-in-law. Yeah, she's like, all right. 
Okay. Oh, all right. Fine. Later that day, I got a call from my ex saying how it's my fault he was kicked out of his mom's house and possibly will be taken off of her will. Also, <laughs> that none of his family members will talk to him because of what ex-mother-in-law heard. He threw a lot of insults at me before I hung up, and now him and his maids keep calling and texting me. My friend is saying I shouldn't have said anything in the first place, and I ruined his life. <laughs> that is it. That's- <laughs> I just... <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> and you played yourself. Right? <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, You're an idiot. What on earth? I just... I. Everybody is awesome here, except for obviously the friends and the ex. But I just... I love this play... How this played out between her and the mother-in-law. Just she's like, well, could you like... I Could you please let him see him? And she's like, no, that's... That wasn't That's the not agreement. what happened. And she's like, well, I don't think he would lie like that. Okay. And then, and then, and then also is like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, she, he clearly is very good at playing, telling people what they need to, what they want to hear. And she's just like, okay. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to stick up for him. Okay. And then she just goes off and <laughs> Who takes could care be of so cold as to say to a woman that he lived with for 30 years no, I don't want to see those kids anymore and my parents all think they're not yours anyway. What the fuck? Who yeah. is this guy? Just a, a compulsive liar. It's yeah. just so wild to me that that complete disconnect from, no, I never want to see them again and I don't want to be a parent, fuck you. And then, well, I miss my children. My bitter ex won't let me see them. Fuck off, my guy. Yeah, so basically he said what mother-in-law wanted right. to hear. Then he said what OP wanted to hear, which is they think they are mine anyway. Oh, Jesus. Like, god damn, to say that to her, like, woof. My mom loves me more than the kids, so I think she'll be fine. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, what are you going to do, stab me? Stab, <laughs> quote from stabbed man. <laughs> Also, a nice comeback of, well, 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 if it's not the consequences of my own actions. Right? (laughs) Did he not think this was going to come out? Like, how did he expect this was going to play? I think he just thought that the mother-in-law was never going to talk to her again. Yeah. And it's like, that's not what people do. They, you know, once you get divorced, you never talk to your ex- family members again it's like well nope (laughs) but she has children like i could i could understand if i I could kind of understand if they had no kids yeah him spouting off telling all these outrageous lies to his family because yeah then there's no reason for them to talk to each other anymore Who, who gives a shit but when there are kids involved 12 and 5 to to be saying oh my ex won't let me see them and i miss them so much Oh, but by the way, they don't think they're mine anyway. Like, did he not think this was going to come back? Yeah, I think he just thought they weren't going to talk to each other and that he was just so good at weaving this web of lies that they weren't even going to consider speaking to each other anymore. Like, especially when she he she said, what do you want me to tell the kids? And he said, whatever you want, I don't care. Yeah, right? It's not like the kids are so young they don't understand what's going on. Yeah. What happens in five years when... 17-year-old turns up on the doorstep of his grandparents' house, berating them for not giving a shit about him. Like, I don't... This is just very odd behavior. (laughs) Wow. The arrogance of some people. Yeah. And I'm reading the comments. It turns out that they got married because uh, she got pregnant when Mm. they were younger, but she had a miscarriage. Mm. So uh, the parents made them get married. Okay. Or her parents. Her parents made them get married, so... 
Uh, yeah. And um, she got, she has so many awards. She's clarifying, yes, I plan to let Denise see the kids because I know she just wants to give them the world along with the rest of his family. I was honestly confused with what OP meant at first. And my daughter told me it was overpowered like an anime, <laughs> but my sister clarified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OP. That is some overpowered revenge, though. Some OP revenge. Ooh. So, who are these friends texting you and why? what are they saying? Yeah. And she's like, fu- a few of his drinking buds are basically saying I'm a terrible person for saying anything to his mom. His whole family hates him because of me, etc. I've started to screenshot everything like people keep telling me. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, do it. <laughs> uh, Reddit likes <laughs> when you keep the evidence. Um, yeah, they got married at like 16. Jesus. I guess, yeah, if you do the math, that works out. Fucking hell. Well, good honor for calling him out because... She says he was very... I did stay with him because he was very loving and caring up until this, but why did you get divorced? I, I don't know. If he was... Yeah, I'm, there's a lot of comments she has, so I'm scrolling through, like... Trying to get more information. Yeah, I don't... Uh, she's basically just like, yeah, he was fine uh, up until now. Maybe he had a midlife crisis or something? Maybe. Maybe he just thought he could get something better elsewhere. Maybe, yeah. Or just was tired of having an equal partnership in a parenting situation. <laughs> I mean, I can understand that. Seems Fucking... like the kind of guy who would go to work and then come home and be like, I worked all day. I'm not taking care of the kids. Right. <sighs> oh, right. Yeah. Dead donkey, kind of, because oh, he very gets good. exposed. Excellent revenge. Yes. Um. Okay. What kind of subreddit are you looking for? Uh... I, have, I have a bunch of hobbies still. Let's have a hobbies one. Let's do a hobbies one. Uh, okay, so I'm doing this because I listen to the ologies for carnivorous plants. Because having carnivorous plants is a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, carnivorous plants. So the subreddit, it's great. It's called Savage Garden. Oh, that's very good. Very good subreddit name. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is basically just for, yeah, carnivorous plant stuff. Um, so I listened to the ologies episode about this and... It was very informative. I did not know that Victory Bell is named after, or is modeled after a real plant that has fangs. Oh. Maybe we'll see. It's a fanged pitcher plant. Okay, there you go. Um, And it's cool because you think carnivorous plants, first thing you think, Venus flytrap, right? Mm -hmm. And they have a lot more variety of different ones, like pitcher plants. Oh, that Chelsea Flower Show picture is really good. And also, it's um, like... Do you know where uh, Venus flytraps are native to? No. The American South. Wow. <laughs> Normally people are like, the jungle somewhere? I don't know. It's like, yeah, the jungle of Georgia. <laughs> Poaching Venus flytraps is now a felony. Yeah, it's a huge problem. Wow. Um, there's also a criminal episode about it. <laughs> a lot of podcasts. Carnivorous plants that were so gorgeous. Look Whoa. at that. Whoa. The pitcher plants there. Yeah, it's just like in a forest. It's like you expect them to be in the jungle somewhere, and it's like, nope, it's just in Florida. Like <laughs> people just making bogs on their windowsills filled with carnivorous yeah. plants. That's very cool. Lava plants. Oh, that tattoo. Yes, that was another thing that was brought up to the ones with the curlies. What are those called? Binata. It's like got these these, cool. these little hairs. <laughs> the drug enforcement agency knocking on my door because they think I'm growing pot. Me with a pot light, just trying to grow my pitcher plants and other higher light babies. Oh. Ooh, that tattoo. Okay, I finally got to it. That is gorgeous. They look so cool. I feel like you could just pass these like 
and not even know what they are, the right. future plans. Um, the first question on the Ologies episode that she asked was about a uh, little shop of horrors, <laughs> of course. Oh, also, another thing is if you get a Venus flytrap, the traps only close about three to five times and then they fall off. So don't just like bait, you know, like mess with your Venus flytrap because that could kill it because it'll just, all the traps will fall off. Huh. Ooh, that's cool. I could do that. That's just a bowl. It's just a big <laughs> glass bowl. Well, I, I need a southwestern window. Damn, these pitcher plants look crazy. <laughs> this person got banned for posting pictures because it said they contained nudity. Uh, yeah, we always had Venus slide traps in the uh, like grocery store and we would try and buy them and then they would die. Aww. So yeah. Oh, I also like the pictures of little frogs living inside yes. pitcher plants. Got stung by a wasp, so I fed it to my cape sundew to get revenge on it. <laughs> Oh, that's a sick-ass skull planter. Oh, yeah. There's some real good stuff in here. A lot of frogs living in this pitcher plant. Aw, little froggies. Uh, I also learned that uh, pitcher plants will emit this, like, sweet smell at the beginning of the season. And then at the end of the season, they stop emitting that smell because they just rely on the smell of its rotting victims to attract more victims. Gross. Here's another wasp going into a pitcher plant. Hell yeah. Bye, bitch. See ya. Also, some of them close the pitcher plants. The fanged ones do. I'm kind of surprised there's not any pictures of those, but they're kind of big. So maybe people don't keep them as much. This is very cool. I want to, okay, I want a terrarium now. <laughs> <laughs> Growing some salad and just ima- not having any flies. We already have a cat to keep the mice away. So mm-hmm. now we just need some plants to keep the flies away. Beautiful. Love it. Oh, that's cool. A, uh, what do you call it? The fancy little bouquet that you wear on your lapel. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's made out of, well, not real Venus flytrap because it's huge, but very cool. Okay, anyway. All right. I'm going to keep looking at this and buy a bunch of plants I don't need, but what yeah. else is new? Literally bought a plant like the other day, so hey. Um, all right. You can send me pictures of your carnivorous plants at Morgan underscore Slay, or you can at both of us on Twitter at are the letter you the word serious pod or you can email us at are the letter you the word serious pod at gmail.com check out my podcast about animorphs where we're about to get to the trilogy <gasps> very exciting at middlemorph on twitter and that is all of the things uh you can find me on twitter at esme underscore c underscore nose as in knows lots of things uh or you can find uh, the podcast on facebook the letter r slash the letter u serious podcast Woo. And I feel like this, um, they should put like related subreddits, the frogs subreddit in the oh, side. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because it's extremely uh, it's frog, oh, shit. frog heavy. There's our, okay, they've got orchids, monstera, prop lifting, alocasia, just a lot of relevant subreddits. You can just fall down a beautiful rabbit hole. So Yay. have fun with that. Plants, everybody. <laughs> Yay for plants. All right, time to go take a nap. We're both hung over. I'm ready. Alright. Bye y'all. Bye.